0: Welcome to the Impact Wellness Podcast, a place to be for ambitious and driven women who dare to fail to raise again. It brings you brilliant minds with the knowledge and passion for helping you discover your feminine inner success code that has the potential to reset and redefine your physical, mental, and emotional health and well being. Our conversations are profound, transformational, and purposeful. Listen to our next episode. Kelly Lynn Adams is an award-winning entrepreneur, IPEC-certified executive leadership and life coach, business success strategist, international speaker, creator of the Perfectly Imperfect podcast. She has helped teams and thousands of high-performance Corporate leaders, athletes, celebrities, lawyers and founders, scientists and more consciously monitor their stress, manage their mindset and energy and maximize their time. Kelly In activates leaders to redefine and unleash their next level of success without struggle and stress, step back into their power purpose, personal freedom, and fashion. Welcome everyone and welcome this uh, amazing lady, uh, Kelly Lynn Adams. Uh, Kelly, thank you so much for joining our interview today. I'm super excited. Uh, as with all my guests, takes time to set up a meeting and time because everyone is always busy but uh, once this is happening is a happen magic and uh, I'm learning I I hope person who is uh, interview and who is my guest is learning and everyone else learning together so it's always about personal development empowerment and some form of transformation that all those interviews have to come and bring daria i'm so excited to be here and it's an honor thank you so much for having me thank you so much T- tell me i don't have that question on the list but tell me how was your st lucia trip
1: oh what was, was that amazing. about it was amazing it was amazing yeah i went to st lucia uh, at a conference the ignite her conference uh and it was beautiful you know it was uh i've never been to st lucia it was a great opportunity and the women that were there uh, were're just amazing I mean they're they're gonna be creating some amazing things for the island and then for their businesses and outside the island so it was just really a, an honor and privilege to be there and, and get to speak and network and uh, be with everyone so yeah. Beautiful.
0: I I wanted to invite you and speak with you because I um, I am, since a while, I'm very much into this feminine entrepreneurship, feminine entrepreneurship journey, Uh, women in business, right, and in that good meaning, right, like I said always, uh, there is nothing about Masculine being bad, feminine being bad, we have to join uh, together and break down stereotypes. It's just a few moments ago, I was reading uh, in Forbes about this that um, we have to be like, a, oh, women CEO, oh, mother in business, right? It's just the tag, right? But it's at the end of the day, it's a business and it's an enterprise, and everyone comes into that to create something special. And I am uh, very excited that i hope you share with us your remarkable story because that story helped you to you have transformed the story into something empowering but you have transformed everything in your life right? Mm -hmm. It's not just one thing. Can you please tell our audience a little bit about you? How did you enter into uh, feminine uh, empowerment, leadership, and everything that we can benefit from you today? Share with us. Come on, bring it up.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. And I love this topic too around the masculine, feminine energy or leadership styles. I was actually uh, at a corporation yesterday speaking exactly about this because they were struggling with you know, how do we deal when, you know, executives are really leading in their masculine energy and, you know, everything that goes along with it. And no energy is good or bad. Uh, however you identify as a person, he, she, it, them, they, um, everyone has both of these energies or leadership styles within them. So you and I both have masculine and feminine energy leadership styles. Uh, so a little bit about my story uh, It won't be too long, but I am. Um, You know, I always knew I wanted to do something bigger with my life, like starting at like, I don't know, seven years old, sold lemonade. And I'm like, I want to, you know, I want to be something. And I always wanted to be like an entrepreneur, but never really knew what that was. And I always wanted to be in the New York area uh, for as long as I remember. So I went to school, went to college, uh, studied finance, fashion, all the things, and landed on Wall Street. And after Wall Street, got into the fashion industry. And, you know, I didn't really grow up with... um, The best background, you know, uh, didn't come from money, uh, you know, definitely had a lot of uh, different trials and tribulations and traumas in my life and uh, childhood traumas and and things that occurred in my life. And I'm I'm really grateful for every single thing that has occurred Um, in the past two years. I've been working on myself. So um, fast forward, I climbed the corporate ladder. I was working for amazing companies with amazing leaders, and I've learned so much about myself. And in that that whole time. I definitely has had transformed, you know, from uh, you know landing in the hospital from burnout because I was really all I was doing was in my masculine energy, go 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 type A overachiever, and I got something out of that, you know. I really got. Um, I was seeking love in the accomplishments in the accolades. I was oh, the the harder I work, the more worthy and recognition and and love that I would get, and the more money I would make, and I would feel better and. So that was really not a truth for me. Um, I had this life that looked great on paper. You know, I had the car, I had the man, I had the career, every girl's dream in the fashion industry. And then uh, part of me was dying, you know, inside. And I was really my own detriment. No one did anything to me. Uh, you know, I was allowing external circumstances, my own internal mindset to really take over and so you know i started doing the work i I found coaching in 2009 i built my coaching and consulting and speaking business from that point you know while i was still in corporate left corporate you know on my own and really like i have found just all of the inner work and i'm still doing it still work in progress you know all the work that i have been doing has led me up to this point you know of of my journey i think it's so important that um when we're working with other people or when we want to manifest our dreams or when we want something to shift in our life, that we get to shift first. Cause it's to me, it's an inside out game, not an outside in game. And I was playing the outside in game and I really, really had to go through like an ego death and a really like on my knees, come to Jesus moment, crying in my bathroom floor, being like, what is this? You know, what am I doing? What's happening? What's occurring? So there's so many different trials and tribulations I can go down, but the struggle was real. And, um, and, you know, there's always a lot going on in the world. There's always a lot going on internally. And, um, you know, we get to shift, we get to take responsibility, we get to look at our part. So, so that's a little bit about me. We can go more into the story, but yeah. yes beautiful thank
0: you so much i like that you stressing out that this is um uh, there are two things uh, one that we also have to work on ourselves and that is what sometimes i find um i feel that people who comes to see us or clients male or female sometimes they think that we do not work on ourselves it's just we just there we just transform yeah. because we share in this, obviously, but there is a part that has to stay for us, right? And it's not about us, but about them. But this is a work in progress. And you like you said, we try in everything that we supporting people with, with we facilitating the journey with our own transformation so we know that actually is working. So we are giving people method. That's why I like also coaching, because um Coaching, like I'm saying, I don't need to be a business coach, life coach, health coach. I'm just coach, and my power is to facilitate your transformation and change. I don't give you the advice, and I think that's sometimes what people don't like or women don't like. Let's talk about women, right? Because there is no black and white. You have to go. I empower you to uh, to to change. So that's uh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much, um, Kelly. There is. Uh, I remember because first time I heard you, we were talking at the summit um, business of your body or of your business. And uh, uh, you were talking about one situation in your life, particular that because you were using food, Mm -hmm. right? As a driver to suppress your emotional uh, triggers, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to touch this little bit because I know that our audience are women who struggle with food, but for some reason, food is used uh, by many women in a corporate who are high leaders, CEOs, uh, high performance. Uh, And that is my question. They are so intelligent. They so powerful, but they using calories and scale and what they see in a mirror to redefine who are they, right? Yeah. Please talk about that because you managed to say, you know, that's it. Yeah. It's
1: enough, is enough. But how did you do that? Tell us about this moment. Yeah. It was a journey. <laughs> so there was a lot, right? So I grew up and, you know, a lot of this comes from society, from the images, from social media, from what we're sold to, all of that. Um, and what we're how we're raised sometimes so everyone's programming is a little different everyone perception is a little bit different for me my journey you know i i had a real um interesting relationship with food with alcohol um you know i i dealt with anxiety depression all of that and so with food like growing up i i really never loved my body like even as a teenager even in my 20s like it was always Um, and you know, I consider myself very smart, very high achiever, very, all the things. And I was always seeking, like, how can my body look like this? Right. Or how can I lose weight? Like, I always was like on this losing weight journey. And then I also abused my body with food, um, and with the burnout, like I also developed chronic illnesses and diseases, right? Because I wasn't taking care of myself, of the foods I was eating, of not getting enough sleep. And so for me, it was food and alcohol that, that I was abusing, you know, in my most like productive time, the most busiest in my life when I landed in the hospital. I mean, this is so like, I was eating Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts and like, it's great, but I, I was eating that for my meals right? Like I just was, I was eating all different things that were maybe not the best. uh, And that was my staples and I was drinking and I I was doing all the things because I just didn't give it time and attention. And I just, it was, it came down to the self-love, you know, it's like, and sometimes with, for me as a high performer, overachiever type A, it's like, there's a certain way that I want to either look or the certain, like living up to society's measures. And it's like, I remember I've done, I feel like I've done like every diet diet on the market, you know, to feel a certain way, look a certain way. I mean, I was dieting in my teens, you know, so the pressure for me, I feel like the pressure is real for women and even men too. Um, And I think society just puts that on us. Right. And Sometimes we also value, like there's certain seasons in life, right? And the season of life when I burnt out, my focus was not on eating, right? It was about feeling good. And I know food makes you feel good, but I was more of like feeling good of getting the love and appreciation from other people outside of myself and whatever that took, right? So if I needed to get fast food, you know as breakfast lunch and dinner in order to achieve my goals over here that was the easiest and most convenient so for me it's been such a journey like a healing journey of like loving my body not abusing it um you know and i i say my chronic illness has been like the biggest blessing for me because for me what my chronic illnesses like signify like if i'm working too much or i'm eating something that's not great you know, my body will warn me or it'll give me signs that I wasn't listening to, you know, years. You know, it's like, nope, we're we're here. We're going to signify what is not working and we're going to let it be known. So that's why I say my chronic illness. Illnesses are like the biggest blessing because it's like, OK, yes. Like it's a reminder of how I get to treat myself and um, yeah, where where I'm kind of out of. And I don't like the word balance, but where I'm out of alignment. Right, right. I, I agree
0: with you that that word "balance" is the, uh, very a strange word because we never in balance. Because we kind of maybe we feel like we are in balance because we are doing more things that we paying attention to, but then we are neglecting things. Uh, Yeah, we neglecting things and we don't give attention to the other stuff but then those things coming out and they're like I feel unhappy in my relationship but I put 100 hours uh, 100% of attention in my work, right? I cannot have a, I don't know, happy family relationship or partnership relationship because again I put maybe all my attention on my, I don't know, on parties or on myself because it's again that final balance between how much attention I give to myself and how much attention I give to others. And that is about that self-love. Mm-hmm. I've learned this from uh, chakra work, right? That is, yes. that is about that center, right? Mm-hmm. And many women struggle uh, with this because we generally learn how to nurture others, not nurture ourselves, right? Yes. Tell me, where how women can think about self-love because i don't also want that we over use this word yeah and that is again um like mindfulness uh i don't know meditation um mental health now is uh, overused and i speak uh, with uh, melissa um from hume uh, um, hume to oh my goodness i forgot sorry melissa Mm -hmm. the, the the name exactly of the company but we're talking about Overuse mental health because now we don't focus on physical health, and for me, this all comes together. So, how can we think about self-love and use it in that, on the brackets, correct way?
1: Yeah. So, I don't think there's any like correct way, and I love what you said about balance. Like, you go through seasons in life, you know. So, and no season is wrong. It's just like, okay, where am I focused on over here? What, what are my, what are my values? So, I like to tell people, look at like, for me, I do in ninety-day increments. It's like okay, I plan my life in 90 day increments. I mean, I do an overall vision, but it's like, okay, what am I focused on? So the past two years, I'll call that a season. um, And I do it, like I said, in 90 day chunks. Yeah, self-love is like a buzzword, right? Like everyone's like, oh yeah, love yourself. And it's like, and what does that really mean? You know, like, yes, love yourself, go take a walk. Yes, go love yourself and breathe right. And yes, like regulate your nervous system, right? There's so many things going on in the world that, just by the social media scroll, or just by talking to people that are maybe in victim uh, consciousness or negativity, that is, right? Like that also returns to self-love. So when we're talking about that, it's like, how can we protect ourselves, regulate our nervous system? Meaning like, how does my body feel safe? How can my mind feel safe? I'll, I'll take it a little bit deeper because I've been in the work the self-development and the mindfulness all that for years. And to me, it's like, oh, yes, it is so powerful. It's a buzzword. And how are you using it? Right? So for me, I've been doing transformational work on myself with others for years. So it's like, and I'm still, right, the past two years, I've gotten deeper into inner child work, meaning looking at a picture of two-year-old Kelly, you know, how is two-year-old Kelly or five-year-old Kelly, whatever, whatever age. Um, and what does she need? How do I get to reparent myself, right? By any needs or desires or wants that I did not get. No fault of anyone's right. Parents take care, caretakers are doing the best they can. And I don't want to spiritual bypass that either. We get to be allowed to feel all our feelings if our needs and, um, our wants or, you know, we're not met neglect, abuse, whatever that was. And sometimes some of us, right, compartmentalize. We disassociate because we don't want to go back. We don't want to remember it. And we get to, right? Because that's what occurred. Whatever occurred in your childhood or in your teenage years or even COVID, it's real for people, right? It's in your body. It's in your mind. So all the things that, so what I was doing a lot in my life was I was suppressing. I was using food. I was using alcohol. I was using sex, I was using shopping, I was using all of that stuff to numb myself out instead of actually feeling my feelings, getting it out, expressing it, and then like working on that inner child work. So the past two years, I've been really diving into reparenting myself. And I know it sounds a little like, oh, reparenting. And we get to do that. It's like, what did little Kelly need that she didn't get? And now adult Kelly can give it to her, right? In whatever way that is. Um, so it's it's a lot of, I mean, forgiveness is self-love work, you know, really being with yourself. And even if, you know, I call it the, the, the shame-ish storm, right? Like even feeling shame around things, right? That's okay. Like feelings are there to be felt. People are dealing with, I have clients who are dealing with massive depression, anxiety, you know, disorders, and it's like, how are you feeling, right? What do you need? Um, so a lot of people, for me, it's like checking in with what you need. Um, and yes, sometimes it is going outside, meditating, breathing, self care, mani petty. And I think it goes deeper of, okay, wh- what am I eating? You know, what am I thinking? What did little whoever you are? What did your little inner child need? and giving that little child, like giving what you need to yourself in that moment. And listen, sometimes it is a social media scroll. (laughs) I've been in in such like deep trauma healing, but sometimes I'm like, you know, I need to go on TikTok and just scroll, like just mindlessly scroll. And that's okay too. It's just, you know, being real with yourself of being like, what do I need in this moment? And so for me, self-love is a big, big thing. It's, it's, it is very kind of like, you know, overused and we get to choose like, okay, how am I really going to dive into this? You know, and that's why I like, I was like, all right, I'm going to go with the trauma stuff. Cause I know there's, yeah, I know it's coming up for me. And I would say like, whoever's watching, you know what that is. You know, if you're overworking, you know, if you're self-betraying yourself, you know, right. If you're allowing, if you don't have boundaries or you're people pleasing or you're dealing with like imposter syndrome or not, you know, that great confidence, not being able to speak up, like th- these are right. These are just some some of the things that you know what's up, right? You know, in this season, what it is. You're like, all right, I know it's that thing, or I'm I'm challenged in this area. So I, don't know if I like
0: I like what you said about seasons. I uh, haven't thought that way. I was um, I was always uh, one of the things I've done with me. I reflected back uh, to my menstrual cycle right yes. so i started to um and to seasons in um um in the uh, on the earth winter Spring, yes. right? And how it's all yes. coming together. Because I used to be very crazy as <laughs> a type A personality, right? This is why I burn out. Once, this is why I burn out as an athlete. I never would be resting, always on the go. Then at work, uh, when I moved to London, obviously, you, I have to achieve. Otherwise, you, yeah. you're useless, right? Because yeah. you're always defining yourself by your achievements as a type a achieving woman right and um, I never would be knowing how to rest uh, always I'm really that's why I feel like connected with you and actually my husband thanks god I met him um, he he's the one he's very spanish style (laughs) he's a from barcelona warm country Todo mañana, you know, I'm Polish driven, let's go because winter comes, right? In Spain, there is always time. They have siesta, you know. And so I have learned that I cannot keep continuing that way. I observed my mom and I said, you know, she's a great woman, but there are things that are not going to work for me. And I've started to see that I'm copy certain parts of her, which actually were not me, were her. And bless her as well. And I uh, and I really want to stress how it's important to don't blame people for what's happened to you. Uh, it's very tough because you have to, I think, be with uh, in peace with yourself. That it's you who allowed things to happen. Obviously, when you are a child, you don't choose, right? Uh, but there is a progress that you becoming with that with that agreement okay that's 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 happened and let as you said heal your childhood uh, trauma and I like that you um like that you're talking uh, about that uh, it's uh, it's it's really very very powerful Kelly tell me um, I've got a few more of my questions here yeah. I think uh, that is uh, helping me yes. You have your podcast, right? Yeah. And I like the title of the podcast perfectly imperfect. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um is a very remarkable combination as well. Why do you think women need to start to in my opinion redefining the word perfect and actually like to be
1: imperfect? Yeah, just freedom. <laughs> freedom, right? It's uh it's just Feel, the feeling of freedom, right? It's, um, and I think there's been so much pressure. There's still pressure with women. I saw this on social media. It was an audio. It's like women expect, to, like she, she listed all these things. We expect to age gracefully. We expect to, um, you know, if we're a mom, be the best mom. If we're, you know, like all these pressures, right? That women face from society, from other people, from themselves, like it's like, oh, it's exhausting. So it's like, can we just allow ourselves to just be imperfect? Like whatever, cellulite, stretch marks, like messy, right? And it's like, can we? Especially with high high achievers, high performers, like you said, it's like, I have to be the best. I get to be the best. And yes, that serves. And sometimes yes, that also kind of, you know, it causes suffering too from a from a place. So when I say, you know, perfectly imperfect, it's just like, can you just give yourself a little bit more room and space and wiggle room to be messy, you know, to to, you know, if you need to scream, go scream. If you need to not wear makeup for a week, do it. Right. And and sometimes it's um the whole perfectionism. There's uh, there's no such thing. I mean, well, let me correct myself. I feel like babies are perfect. You know, I feel like nature is perfect, you know, like, and when I say perfect, it's like, they're just, it's, it's, um, they're, they're just being, they're just free. They're just, um, it just is, you know? So to me, my, I classify that as, as perfect. Um, so I think there's good and bad, right? I think it's, it's to me in my eyes, that's what I consider perfect, but just all the, the pressures we put ourselves to look a certain way, to be a certain way, to say a certain thing, uh, because of of what? Like what is the definition of perfect? You know, nature to me is perfect. Someone would be like, nature screwed up, right? Like, like, right. And some people would be like, babies are I mean, I don't know who's gonna argue with a baby not being perfect, but I mean, um, you know, I, I think it's just so I think when we talk about perfectionism and perfect like as a person, you already are, you know, and I think as a society, and, and there's a lot of different people put a lot of pressures on themselves to be this certain way. Because your perfect is not going to be my perfect, and, and vice versa. And we're like going for all these like quote unquote perfect things. So I don't know if that answers. I know it's like a yeah,
0: that's, that's, that does make sense. And um, and uh, I can see how perfect child and perfect um nature mm-hmm. is imperfect at right. the same time, but in the conscious parenting and a conscious connection with nature we accept their perfection imperfection as a perfection yeah because this is who they are and nature as it is and you don't want to correct it right and even they saying when you go to the forest don't we shouldn't pick the the branches that are lying down on the floor because Mm -hmm. that is a part of this mm, of everything that is there. This is like a community, mm-hmm. right? And and the nature likes this. Yeah. And this is just us who, and especially in nature, a woman that mm. is again comes from generation that she tries to correct everything to feed this masculine need. And she forgets yeah. about her uh, feminine uh, power and potential, which sometimes is like a crazy flow. Right? Is, yes. a, is a crazy uh, drama queen, right? Yes. Because that is a, our flow and potential. And it's very interesting. I, I even didn't realize um, until recently that flow and peak performance, when we talk about it, yes. is actually happening in a feminine chakra, right? Yes. If we start to think that way, it, it was remarkable for me to, yes. to discover uh, discover that. Uh, how can we? woman could discover in herself that actually she tried to fit this perfect model. Because you know what? I have been this person for so many years. And my sisters would be telling me uh, this, right? Oh, you're trying to be perfect all the time. But you know, I didn't realize this until, uh, I think, a few years ago. I think around my probably my sister that because I lost my sister and mm-hmm. that was very like a big moment when you suddenly present
1: mm-hmm.
0: right that's why mm-hmm. mindfulness and the being connected with yourself in through breath through this now it's so important can you slightly explore that yeah the whole what the whole per the whole perfection how women can notice she's mm-hmm. in this perfect mode and
1: trying mm-hmm. to What's happening
0: in her? What yeah. emotions may she uh, going through? Right? It what could are be, behaviors?
1: Yeah, it could be anything. And I like what you said about the flow state and the, like, the high key performance. It's all, like, it's everything is at the same, like, because as women, we go through all different things, right? And it's like, oh, no, we should be more masculine and, and go, go, go. And no, we should be laid back and more feminine and allow things to come to us. And it's like, okay, you're in flow and in masculinity at the same time, right? So it's also, I think, working with the polarities. But, you know, with the whole kind of perfect thing, it's like, it's what you make meaning of it. Like, what are you giving meaning to? And what are you making it mean? So we just talked about, like, you know, babies have per- perfectionism and imperfection um, imperfections. So I think it's just a conversation of, like, where do you um, – like how do you see perfection, like within yourself? Because like right now, right? I could be like, oh, my hair, I need to get more highlights, the color, right? Like it's not <laughs> perfect. Like, oh, like my roots are coming in, right? And someone would be like, oh my God, your, your color looks great. Like, so it's like, what meaning are we giving things? Like, and, and what, and how are we also seeing ourselves and seeing other things? Like just being, and you brought mindfulness, like just being mindful of where your mind goes, you know, what it is um, seeking out, because it's it's usually like, you know, is it a self-judgment? Is it uh, you're creating a story, right? Um, you know, one of my coaches says, you know, feelings aren't facts, but feelings actually allow us, right, to kind of navigate like, okay, what is going on here? Like, am I feeling a, a, some sort of way about my hair today, you know? Um, so it's, it's how I think we perceive and like what we give meaning to around this whole, like perfectionism conversation, because again, like what's perfect in my eyes, it could be different in yours. Um, and I think what that does for women is like assess like where you are, what you're doing, what you want and where are you putting, I think from, for my clients, what a lot of them do is they put a lot of pressure on themselves, you know, a lot of pressure on themselves whether that was programmed, whether that, you know, it's, it's, and I myself, even, right, for years. And still, I still put pressure. And there's pressure is good. Like some, some pressure is good to put on. And I don't believe in good or bad, but like some pressure is needed. We have, we need
0: some form of adrenaline, right? It is like mm-hmm. reminding me what you, I think, wanted to say um, just one hour before a game. Right. Yes. I was I was sorry, guys, but I was on the toilet all the time. Right. Because the adrenaline does the job, which uh, produce obviously, adrenaline, which affects your gut. Right. Yeah. But that was a good pressure for a performance. Too much of it creates leaky gut right it is just too much adrenaline all the time which then can affect uh, later on my health and this what's happened right that's what i have learned um, from precision medicine right so that is good because we need to be able to run away from um um, from a tiger like in a book right um so that is good the problem is we are too much in this environment when we have to run out all the time, when we are not in this uh, rest and repair system. And that's what you wanted probably. Yeah. Rest right? And
1: repair, right. And then there's the whole, like in the, in the trauma world, it's like the fight fight, fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. Like if you're always in fight mode, it's like a chronic, like chronic pressure. And that's also not good for your body either. And sometimes people don't even know they're like, I was in a chronic state of pressure and anxiety and depression, like, and that was a normal for me. Like that was like, oh, because my pain body was my level of tolerance. And my pain body was so large, like I, I could take X amount of pain. I, you know, oh yeah, depression, anxiety. Yeah. I've been like this for years. I don't know. I don't know anything better. Right. Like I don't know anything different. So it's getting to explore like, wow, you know, like, am I putting what's chronic in my life? And sometimes it's, sometimes it's hard to see because it's like, oh, I've been living like this for so long, or maybe I've been neglected and abused for years. I don't even know what fun or pleasure or happiness was. I mean, for me, I was always working. So when I really tapped into like having more pleasure, having more fun in my life, I was like, Oh my I I like kind of pushed it away because I can't do that. I gotta get I gotta get work done. Like I have no time for play. And so play and pleasure is like definitely huge. Um, you know, I know you're 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 kind of in this spiritual world and all of that, uh, because like the seasons and the flow and and I'm definitely into also working with the moon cycles, like there's definitely an energy. And also there's something else where you know, women, a lot of women know this, a lot of women don't, but Uh, when we are in an orgasmic state, that also helps manifestation. It's creation, right? So when you're in this orgasmic state, like it's easier to create, right? And manifest because you're in that vibration, right? And creation is formed. So um, like having a baby, right? So it's it's how can we also um, play, you know, and have fun because that is also – uh, one of my coaches asked me um, a really powerful question, and the question was, you know, how good can you stand it? And I was like, huh? Like, I don't know. Like, there's a, there's a limit. Like, I guarantee everyone watching this, there's a limit to how good you can stand it. Like, how much pleasure and play and fun and joy can you have? Can you win the lottery? Can you like? How much can you receive? And and I think for women, that also is a big conversation because we're always giving we're always doing we're always like some of us are mother teresa and it's like wait a minute like and that's also the self-love piece how can we love ourselves like you know maybe i do need time off so it's like how good and how well do you receive compliments uh you know people doing other things for you so it's a big conversation too and my clients um because they're not like they receive but it's like well how much more can i receive you know so um yeah, huge conversation for some women
0: yes I, I agree with you about the receiving because um uh, and we have just few brief uh, conversation before uh, we started when something suddenly comes to you and you're like oh really can i take it uh this mm-hmm. is going to disappear uh, can uh, it is really for me right and that is the uh, stuff that sometimes that a success and I, we talk to uh, women in business or female entrepreneur uh, that success uh, you might be blocking because you might be afraid of success. It's not afraid being afraid of failure because I don't have, I'm not afraid of failure. I failed many times that it become a, like a normal, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then you becoming afraid of your success that you're good, that you're great, that you have potential, that you have power, and you are forgetting to recognize this inside you and uh, and then you are just checking who you are not yet and that's again comes to uh, recognition recognition of your accomplishments and uh, women i think have hard time to admit where they are good what they've done well what they have achieved right uh, um so it's, it's a big topic i i agree with you uh, kelly tell me what is an inner circle Because I know that you run something uh, interesting and I wanted that you share this with everyone because um, I know that powerful connections between women who are mindful, who wants to work on themselves because it's all about work on themselves, uh, do bring benefits to those women who are joining those circles. And then they can manifest and transform life, business, relationship, uh, anything they want in a more profound way, and that's what is about this interview. We want yeah. push women to transform even more.
1: Yeah. So I have a couple of ways. So I have like a, a free community called Women Work and Worth, and that's just like a movement and a platform. Inner Circle is more of like a networking group, but it's also like it's like a mastermind. Um, a little bit different from like my higher end clients or my signature group program, which it's, it's called shatter your own glass ceilings. But yeah, the inner circle is really just like networking. We met through, right? 500 networking groups. It's it's just so powerful, right? When, when you come together as women. So it's just like a networking community and just like really helping each other. And, uh, because there's different ways to work with me and not everyone can be in my signature program. Not everyone could be working with me privately, right? All of that. So I'm really an advocate for, you know, female empowerment and coming together and all of that because uh, we can't do this alone, you know, like entrepreneurship, building visions and dreams, like other people get to be a part of that because it's, you just can't do it alone. Um, So it's just, you know, something that I offer and I'm just really big because a lot of my successes, a lot of um, the things that I've done or achieved or I've gotten help. I haven't done anything on my own, you know, so it's so important. I think people need other people um, in in different ways, you know, and it's also about like serving and giving back and all of that. So it's just so, and that's why I believe in it so much. And, you know, there's even going to be like a giving back component that comes out of my business that we're working on. So it's just um, for me, like even men, like I'm definitely all about women empowerment. But there's been a lot of men that has been advocates for me, you know. So it's also like, and I would say this for people watching, like, if if, because this happens, right? When you are elevating, there's a a line that says like elevation requires separation at some point, right? So you may be hanging out with maybe certain groups of people or friends that you've kind of grown out of, right? And I've seen this a lot as I up-level and as I um, grow and expand, like there's just some groups that i'm like you know it's just not a fit anymore and that's okay so it's so that's why it's so critical to find those groups find those accountability partners find the people and the communities that are for you you know some people are just you just grow out of people you just grow out of situations and all that and that's okay and it's like if you don't have a coach you don't have a mentor or anything like that like get into these groups, get, be, be surrounded by people that are motivating you, you know, follow Daria, follow this podcast, like <laughs> whatever it is, like get into people's worlds because a, you can't do it alone and be like be around people that you can learn and grow and be of service to too. Cause it's not always like, Oh, what can I get? I mean, you and I both know this. It's like, what can you also give? So um, yeah, just community has been such a powerful thing. Connections have been a powerful thing for me. Um, so I'm just, yeah, really like into that kind of whole piece of like the entrepreneurial. You
0: touch a very, uh, I feel, important topic um, of asking for help mm-hmm. because I found um, many high-performing women don't like to do that. They, I okay. feel they want to sort things by themselves because they will feel shame most of the time, maybe not such a guilt, but shame, how I cannot do this. And I think there's another... I want to hear what you have to say about this, and second part of that question is um, I feel women have to be more open and receptive for other women, Mm -hmm. for her support, Uh, and I found that sometimes that always is that juggles of two energies. I see from my uh, little group when we're trying to, I'm trying to challenge and there is always that crash coming at some point um, because it's like that rebellion child don't want to be told, right? and I think we have to be much, and I have the same, right? I think Angelita once told me something and I was, oh, no, (laughs) you know what I mean? She does not know about this, right? And I was like, "Ah, I'm going to, you know what I mean? And then I had to digest, and I love this because that that challenge brought Mm -hmm. discovery, -discovery, self-discovery, brought something new, but there is that moment of crush when the strong women drive with strong women and they see the potential in themselves. And I yeah. think we ha- we have, I want to teach women to embrace more and actually jumping on those women who are doing this because mm-hmm. they're doing this for your potential and your yeah. benefit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what we're talking about, all of this is related to vulnerability, right. And being able to receive and ask for help. And then also like, taking the jealousy out of it and being looking at other people that have what you want and being like, oh, A, it's possible. B, can she help me? Or what can I learn from her, right? Because everyone's at a different journey, right? Like my chapter five is not someone else's chapter 12, right? So it's it's the vulnerability, right? How vulnerable. And for me, yeah, vulnerability was hard. It, it does bring, for me, it does bring up shame sometimes to like ask for help. Like, oh, I, asking for help. Like the, the meaning I used to give is like, oh, um, uh, you know, I need something or I'm not like good enough. Or, I, you know, it's like, I need help. Right. So it's like, yeah. Asking for help sometimes is hard. Some people are like, no, I can ask for help, help all day long. Right. And it's, it's vulnerable. Like everyone needs help. Right. Like, Everyone does. Like there's nothing, and and there's also a lot of shame, right? um For that, with that, with some people, for some people, and I think with the jealousy part, yeah. And even when you know, even when I coach people, or even when I'm getting coached, you know, there's it's you know, being of service in uh, and offending someone in the name of love, right? Some things there's there's some hard things that you get to hear there's blind spots. I did a. I did a post. I wrote um, something about like blind spots, your blind spot, blind spots are a blessing and a B I T C H because they are right. It's like, Oh, like I don't want to be told or pointed out something that I know could help me. Right. So in the moment it might hurt or might sting or might, and it's for your, your own growth. You know, I love, well I don't love all the time when my coaches are like, can I share something with you that I'm noticing? And I'm like, Oh, I know it's coming. You know, I'm like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I take the hit, but I also do that with my clients. Cause I know it's in the best interest of them, you know, for them. So yeah, it's, it's a, I think this is a great conversation around like vulnerability. Like how can you just be vulnerable? Like lean into it just a little bit more. Cause it is like, it's not, growth is not comfortable, you know,
0: Yes, and and again, we're coming back, which is beautiful, to the beginning of our conversation Mm -hmm. where we do work on ourselves. And I I never shared, I am just started to share more about the journey, about my work. But one of the things is We transforming. We having the emotional. I don't know. Fitness, mental fitness, physical fitness, any type of fitness, right? Because we work on it. You, you, you. The Mm -hmm. same working uh, us on your muscles, on your heart muscles. You do exactly the same with emotions, with mental health, with mindset. This is not just coming like that. And yep. tomorrow you wake up and you like put a wish under a pillow. That's what I used to do when I was uh, at high school. But I always would be study, and you know, I always then there were power of visualization works because I would always receive questions I knew answer for. Yeah, right? so there is a power um, on it. But thank you so much for stressing again that mm-hmm. you have to put work on it, and we often want to skip that part.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, just want to move straight to the results phase. Yeah. Yeah. No, the work is required. I mean, you know, like as a performer, as like, you know, you brush your teeth every day. I mean, is it, the work's required. And it, sometimes not. Like, you could be safe and comfortable. I know people that are doing the same stuff in the same role, like within corporate. And there's no shame in that either. Like, no. it's well, you get to decide. You get to design your life. Um, but just know if you want a big life or you want to do certain things, like, it comes with big growth you know and and it's you know you get to kind of be challenged so kelly what are your three tips for
0: an ambition ambitious women who kind of would like to start to show up right she has her dream she holds this dream inside right and i know many many females who are like, when you ask what are your heart desires, they first don't know what is this, so we have to work through that, right, it's a not superficial I (laughs) want, you know what I mean but once they understand that they want this and this, they want to transform mind, they want to open a business, they want whatever Mm -hmm. right, how they could start to show up, avoid this perfectionist, imposter syndrome and like, you know, just go show up do what the they supposed to do what is their calling yeah what are the steps how they could start
1: yeah so i say three steps like that are top of mind right now because there's so many um one have your own back right this goes back to the inner child work Mm -hmm. like think about yourself two or five or you know younger child and be like what would you do for that little child you do anything you have its back at, at at any cost whatever you need to do so have your own back always um, number two, what we just talked about is like ask, ask more for what you need. Like just ask. Um, usually, like if you really want to get you know big with it, you can ask for one thing a day, right? Ask for what you need. Um, and number three, I would say, you know, I think it's um, more pleasure and play for ambition for ambitious women because you get to turn up the volume on that, you know, because it's. If we think we're playing and and we're experiencing pleasure there's always more (laughs) that we we can and um you know life is also supposed to be enjoyed and played and and celebrated so pleasure play and and like the celebration it's all kind of not the same thing but it's it's (laughs) you know celebrating each moment beautiful i think i have to have some sip of water one moment please
0: That is this imperfect moment that yeah of, <laughs> that is uh, it, right? shutting I... down all my settings <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it's perfect <clears throat> and it's perfect but yeah and you're doing um you're doing a lot of talking so <laughs> yes but I I'm trying to listen as well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's I, I always
0: want to have a conversation mm-hmm. and I think both sides of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And views. Uh, uh, I, I don't want that we agree on everything. Yeah, <laughs> but usually yeah. we do agree on things because we're going through yeah. uh, the transformation. And at some point, this transformation is aligning uh, for all of us. Mm-hmm. Kelly, uh, please tell me how people can find you, how yeah. they can sign up to your courses. Uh, mm-hmm. You work with women, with women empowerment. But there,
1: if it's a man who listen, uh yes, let us know. Unite yeah. us. Yeah, so you could just go on my website, KellylinAdams.com, and then I'm on all like social media platforms under my name, and that's it. I, I would say people like get on my newsletter list. That's really where I share, you know, the most of what's going on, whether I'm speaking or doing another program or whatever the he- heck is going to- <laughs> what the heck is going on. I have a lot. Co- I have a lot coming up for the second year in 2023. So, yeah, so it's that was
0: just a flavor of who you are what do you do how you transforming uh women and men life how you transform your life um there is so many topics i could try to pull around and like a tear apart but the essence of this was there that, that i wanted that women open up they have to do some work they have to maybe dig into this child then they have to nourish this child, Mm -hmm. but they have to be brave. And I think if you agree with me, uh, my last question is, I feel that often women don't want to take responsibility to Mm -hmm. dig that things. Mm -hmm. And then they living for too long with this partial awareness, Mm -hmm. with hope Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. things are going to change and improve. And they living in lack of self care, lack of self care, mm-hmm. lack of self love, lack of self compassion, mm-hmm. uh, doing the chores every single day.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: um, that's even if you still will be doing this, or they will be doing this, still this can bring them more pleasure once mm-hmm. they work on their yeah. own nourishment.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just it's it's the conversation so important. It's you can find pleasure in anything. But you're right. It's like taking responsibility for where you're at. And sometimes the work is not easy, but it's always worth it. So it's just one step in front of the other, just baby steps. You don't have to, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, the whole thing, the whole saying. So you have to be gentle on yourself, you know, see what resonates with you, you know, tune in to your own intuition And you'll be guided. Oh, no, don't touch intuition because that is another
0: question (laughs) we could talk about, right? But intuition is important. The thing is intuition cannot manifest if you are uh, constantly disconnected with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So then you don't really feel what your body says, right? Right. And then the embodiment comes. And uh, there was a question about, um, maybe I ask you, that would be the really last, about uh, embodiment uh, leadership. What is yes. that about? Because I think yes. it's so important question. So um, again, flow comes and yeah. life I, know, aligning I
1: get, the lead, question. I get yes. to leave in a few minutes. Yes. But, um, yes. Yeah, so embodiment is huge. It's a practice, right? So getting out of our head and into our body, it's huge. In my practice, I go wherever I'm, you know, I'm trauma informed somatics. Uh, so somatics is more of the body, right? So it's like we store different things in our body. So it's, it's so critical that we tune in with our body. It's not just logical; it's emotional and and the beingness of it. So it's um, getting into the body because the feelings are stored, um, you know, in the body. There's there's a um, there's a book called um, "The Body Keeps Score." You know, so I would recommend anyone to pick that up because the body is so it's, it's always every, everything is speaking, right? So if, if we think everything is speaking, where in your body is it speaking? So we, we hold a lot of trauma in our bodies. So when we get to release that, you know, it's it's also healing. So it's, yes, it's mindset work, but it's also embodiment work. It's uh, how I love it's how I love it. the
0: ending because yeah. we end with a holistic accent that Mm -hmm. mind, body, spirit, heart, physical, mental, emotional are all connected and we must not tear things apart, but we must bring uh, us into one being. Thank you Kelly. Thank you so much. Uh, Pleasure to speak with you. Thank you everyone. And until we have another amazing guest, take care, bye-bye. Thank you for being with us. And I hope the transformation in you just started. Remember, be the change you want to see in others, all starts within you.